This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. On our Oakland Harjulas talking text line, one of the legendary special team coaches of all time, Bobby April. Bobby, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, bud. How you been? Oh, I'm doing great, Mike. Thank you for the uh, opportunity to talk. And hello, Bobby. How are you doing? Yeah, uh, I'm doing uh, great, Coach April. Uh, you and I go way back. And uh, obviously, Bayer Lafouche and Chalmette. And, you know, going back to high school days. But then you and I uh, was able to be on the same team in Atlanta. But uh, yeah. the, you know what, Coach April, when I look at, and listen, I'm not prejudging anyone. And you were familiar with Clarence Burnham. And then, yeah. um, you know, and, and uh, CNN, and, uh, you know, th- that's a nickname, Deion Sanders. We're going to watch Deion this weekend at Colorado. He gave uh, Clarence Vernon that name because that, that's uh-huh. one player that could talk smack back to Deion, and that was Clarence Vernon. So the reason why I'm bringing this up, I'm watching the Saints game, and, I'm, you know, it's a preseason game. You're trying to make a team and to have an impact. And I'm watching, you know, all special teams, punt coverage, punt return, kickoff coverage, kickoff return, everything. I'm watching all angles. And then I'm looking at, like, uh, Kirkland on a punt return against the Texans. Okay, you're trying to have an impact and make a team. And they punt him the ball. You know, the Saints coaches, they put him back there. And he's freaking fair catching the ball, and they're not even like seven <laughs> yards near him. I'm like, what are you doing? I go, that's when you need like a Clarence Vernon and all. They can be right on top of you. And, and, and I'm, and look, Terrence McGee, who you have with the Buffalo Bills, listen, they're feeling those balls and they're fielding and not fumbling it and getting that positive yard at double digits. Pac-Man Jones. Yeah, Pac-Man Jones. To extend his career, he was like, I ain't fair catching nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm returning I mean, everything. Uh, yeah, and here you are, a special teams coach. Does that drive you crazy, or you like that aggressive nature? Well, I like the aggressive nature, but, I, you know, I think a lot <laughs> a lot has diminished the, the impact of special teams over the last, uh, you know, maybe eight to ten years. And uh, it's not as impactful it's, it, when you make a big play and when you have a big day on special teams. They're just few and far between as compared to when the early part of my career and midway through my career. Uh, they're just not as – there's not as many big plays and because there's not as many returns. Right. Um, uh, you know, only – you know, only 38% of the kicks last year, the kickoff, were returned. And the punt return, the punt return is at pretty much an all-time low, too. So you don't get many, many returns. I mean, as as early, or not that early, 20 years ago, 2003, uh, 
you know, the, the touchback percentage was 7.4%. So all the kicks were being returned. Now it's, uh, you know, at or over 60%. So those yeah. are plays, you know, that's, that's, that's a, you know, about 1,700 plays that are just kind of not there. And then, uh, and then uh, Coach Abra, I wanted to ask you, uh, because, I don't know, player safety, that all comes into play. And then, uh, you know, you had guys that were kamikaze. I'm a wedge buster. Uh, well, they don't have a wedge anymore. And, uh, and and you look how the wedge, when you're trying to set up a return, and then they try to delimit the number of players you can have in the wedge, and then there's no such wedge. So uh, right. the, the, don't you think that made a big difference as far as, like, explosive uh, returns like you might have had old school? Like, I remember with Mel Gray. Come on, uh, Mel Gray, uh, old USFLer. Uh, play with the Saints, play with the Lions, and then we all know uh, Devin Hester and Josh Cribbs. I mean, so you could go and the explosive plays that they had. I, I don't know if we'll see that in the future. Well, I don't. I don't think you will. Uh, you know, the, the genesis of the the special teams having less and less of a well, of course, when you have less returns, yeah. you're going to have less of a of an impact on the game. Uh, but the genesis of all of that was player safety, particularly the head and neck area. Yep. Uh, the contact, the contact with space and speed, and per play, per play, not overall, but per play as like per head. There were more injuries in the in the kicking game, and that's when they, the league really started legislating a lot of these rules that uh, kind of prohibited so much of it. So, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot to it. Uh, the salary cap has made a big difference as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I first got into the league, my first two returners were Deion Sanders and Rod Woodson. Well, those, Hello. Guys, <laughs> those guys were the face of the franchise. They return kicks and punts. And they were in today's game, you would never you would never have a guy because they worry about they whether it's overgrown or not, they worry injuries. about injuries. And you can't you can't take a guy that's making eight or nine million dollars a year and lose him. Uh right. primarily because of the cap. You know, I I mean but it's all the returns have gone down. In college you know, Derek Stingley was a, a tremendous punt return. Tremendous punt return. I think he had 21 career punt returns, something like that. Or Dominic Davis, you know, we're talking about 20 years ago. Right. Dominic David, Davis, I think, had a career almost 100, and maybe 95, uh, somewhere in that range. So that, that's a lot. That, that, you know, it has really come down. It has really come down, and and you're using more guys that uh, you know. There's with the bargaining agreement. There's there's less opportunity to train guys in that area. Yep. And uh, there's less contact too. You know, Bobby, that 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 scrimmage, those scrimmages we used to have in high school, 
Calmet and Sal Lapoos. I mean, yeah. those things, those <laughs> things were gut And leading up to those things, you had two a days. It was full contact every day. Right. There, there was no days off. It was full pads. It was this. It was that. You don't have much of that anymore. You don't have much contact like that. So it, the evolution of the game, I think, is nudging that area to less and less significance. I, I, you know, I, the league does not want to take that out of the game. The league does not want to do it. Right. But I, I think it's just all of those factors kind of come into play where it, it's, it, it has less and less of an impact. Now, uh, you know, Coach April, uh, all the uh, how many years did you coach in the NFL? I'm just saying it's over two decades plus, right? I mean, oh, yeah, I just... had uh, 25 full seasons. Okay, 25 full seasons. Uh, yeah. Was your heyday, would you say that was with the Buffalo Bills, or where would you say that occurred as far as when oh, you thought, oh, I'm rolling, I'm the best of the best? and Because that, oh, that's yeah. a lot well, of years, a lot of skins on the wall. Well, yeah, no doubt about it. Well, I absolutely had my best years um, at Buffalo. I mean, we finished first three times, uh, twice once, and then third and fourth. You know, so that was the best, you know, run I had for sure. But I'll tell you the reason why that was the best run, because I had a pretty good run at at Pittsburgh as well. Tom Donahoe was our general manager. And Tom Donahoe was from was from Pittsburgh. He'd come up under uh, Mr. Rooney, uh, you know Dan Rooney, right? And they Art Rooney was the original owner, and you know he was a guy that trained fighters. They, you know, uh, r- uh, you know, uh, raced horses. He was a you know he was he was a blue collar kind of guy. Yeah. And Mr. Rooney, along with Tom Donahoe, and Tom Donahoe, not many people know this, his his grandfather was the mayor of Pittsburgh and the governor of Pennsylvania. But he Whoa. had that, uh, yeah, the, you know, Tom Donahoe was a great general manager. And Mr. Rooney used to come into our personnel meetings once a year in the beginning and say, this program was built on tough guys, and he'd hit his fist against his palm. And he'd say, I don't, want any, I don't want any of you guys bringing in any Dapper Dans. And by Dapper Dans, he meant guys that were afraid of contact. Yeah, soft. <laughs> and, you know, Tom Donahue came up under that whole everything under the Roonies. And, uh, and, and he got me the players. I mean, I, I had so many good players. You talk about a Northwestern Demon, Terrence McGee. Yep. And he was a great player. He was a great, great player. Uh, and, and but I had guys like that, and that's the reason I had that run. Uh, I always felt and, and still feel that way uh, in that area because it is unique. You're always going to take care of the offense and defense, and maybe you favor one over the other one. But an organization is going is, is going to do it on special teams. How you select them, how you practice them, how you how much time you devote to it. You know, you were with Jerry, yeah. so you know oh, yeah, we yeah. were good. I mean, we were good there on special teams. Yeah, know? yeah. The, the, no, it was a priority. It has to be a priority. Uh, now, uh, you know, Coach April, uh, I don't like calling you Bobby April. I like to say Coach April because a, a lot of respect there. 
But uh, <laughs> when I look at, like, I don't know, um, how do you really coach a freaking kicker? Okay, uh, you you familiar with, like, Cade York? All of a sudden, I don't think he forgot how to kick. It has to be between the ears. Look, the Cleveland Browns just get rid of him. And then if you were ever in a situation, besides commenting maybe where Kate York's at, uh, that uh, the Saints decision, you got two kickers. You look, uh, 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 like, listen, look at Blake Groupie. I mean, uh, if you saw him on the streets, you would think, like, there ain't no way. Uh, Probably that we he... could sneak him into a high school game and never get caught. Yeah, and, and, and then you got <laughs> Will Lutz, and then it's very similar. I mean, well, that seems like a tough decision that could affect your career or maybe where he ends up. Uh, So just talk about uh, how did you encourage kickers and maybe uh, how you were dealing with them, Uh, you know, because uh, that's a craft that, you know, uh, either you make it or you miss it. And then uh, what what comes about with that? Well, first of all, the kickers – uh, personality and demeanor, I always wanted them just the opposite of mine. You know, I, I always tried to be as, as I knew I was over, you know, o- over hyper, over right. adrenaline, over everything. And I wanted the kicker to be just the opposite. And when I first came into the league, you, you know, I came from coaching the secondary at USC. I, you know, I, I, you know, Jerry Glanville taught me how to do the special teams. And Norm Johnson was my, my first kicker. I from, UCLA. Mine, from UCLA. I from remember UCLA, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was, he, you know, he, he was at Seattle, and we got him in Atlanta. Well, Norm knew a thousand times more than I knew about kicking. Uh, and a thousand may be too conservative. It might be 10,000. Right, right. And so I wasn't going to coach him. I mean, I wasn't going to. I mean, that'd be like, like me taking Pete Rose and telling him how to hit. You know, because I played over at Fourth Ward in Chalmette on this nine and ten year old team. So I wasn't good. I wasn't going to take this guy. So what we did, what we did, and I, you know, I always took this. I had a chart. I had a picture of the upright. And play number one, I'd have it charted left hash, uh, 23 yard line. And wherever that ball went on number one, I'd put it right where it is on the picture. The next one, you know, I'd go to the right hash, 24 right. yard line. And then what we would do, we would get the, the, the close-up of Norm, because we didn't have a whole lot of cameramen in those days. Now right, got, right. you know, you know what I mean? It was tough to get cameras. <laughs> we, would, we would get right on Norm. In fact, I used my wife, our family video machine a lot, a lot of those days. <laughs> and get right on him, and then we would take his best kick and his worst kick, and then he would coach me on what he did. Oh, okay. And, and he would say, you know, I did this here, I, I, and I'd say, well, what should you have done? You know, and then he would tell me. So he was critiquing himself, and he he knew, you know, he's like he's like anybody, you know, that's really skilled. And then my next kicker was Gary Anderson. Well, Gary, so, I mean, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about it compared to these guys. So, I, and then, so for me, that was always the best way. As I went along, I learned more, I learned more about kicking from them 
Right. But I had, you know, I had the good fortune when I was at, when I, you know, of course I'm from Chiamat. And then whenever I would come home, either for recruiting or I'd come home for the summer, I would visit with the Saints. And when I first started visiting with him, Bum Phillips was the head coach. And I got to know Wade really well. And Nate, Wade told me one of the funniest Bump Phillips lines I've ever heard about coaching the kickers and coaching the punters. And I'm going to try to imitate him, but I don't think I'll do a good job, but I'm going to try. He told, Wade told me one time about coaching the punters. He said Wade would come into the first staff meeting, and he'd, he'd, uh, everybody would be sitting around the table, and he'd say, hey, any of you fellas in here know anything about punting football? And uh, somebody would ultimately kind of raise their hand, and Bum would point at him and say, I don't want you ever talking to our, our punter on this football team. So, you know, uh, I had a little too much of a Southern accent on that instead of a Texas accent. Right, but right. the point was, Bum didn't want anybody trying to coach a guy that knew more about punting uh, than the punter did. Yeah, yeah, yeah the and, putter or uh, the kicker, right. <laughs> the, and the kicker was the same. I, I did, Wade told it about the punter. But exactly, what was I going to get up there? Hey, get your toe out there a little bit more there, uh, Gary Anderson. You don't know was half as much as me. You know, I mean, I wasn't going to do that. Um, you know, that would be kind of like if you have a natural throwing motion for right. somebody to come in there and kind of change it when you're successful, you know. No, no uh, and, and, and you know, Coach crazy. April, well, wouldn't it be like, um, no, schemes, uh, whether like, um, you know, a personal protector or protection, like fake punt, or you're going like different uh, coverage uh, lanes and kickoff punt covers. Now, that could be your wheelhouse. But uh, as, far, uh, as far as messing with a kicker or a punter, come on. I mean, those dudes are flaky anyway. Uh, yeah, all, 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 all you want them is to be confident. And you ain't messing with their, their psyche, but all these other schemes, punting kickoff covers, that makes a big difference. Yeah, because let, let, let's face it. When we play, you know, when, when I grew up on La Place Street, see I'm at, and we played football out in the street, uh, you know, we weren't dreaming of being a, a punter or a kicker. Right in the NFL. I, I mean, it was, we didn't even kick the ball. You know, we didn't even kick it at all. We threw it and for kickoffs. We threw it for punts, and, uh, and we didn't. Nobody played soccer in Louisiana, so yeah, uh, we didn't know time. about kicking. Can you imagine going, you know, uh, being a, a first-time coach and, and then coaching Morton Anderson and telling him how he's supposed to step and how where he's supposed to hit the ball and. That would be ludicrous. That would be yeah, crazy. it'd be it'd be ludicrous. It'd be like, uh, okay, I'm here for you. If you need anything, uh, just put it through the uprights, and I'll help you in other areas. But, um, you know, if you need me to help you, I will help you. But I understand you've been doing this a long time. You probably know why you made or, or, or missed the kick. <laughs> That's why we charted them, and then we looked at, you know, because we would chart 15 or 20 kicks, you know. Right. And then we would take just the very best and the very worst ones. You know, so if he split number four right down the middle and he split, you know, four, seven, and ten right down the middle, we would look at those. And then I'd look at if, you know, eight, 12, and 19 were the worst, we'd look at those and he'd tell me why they were perfect. 
Yeah. And then they tell me why they were imperfect. And that was the best coaching I could do for them. Bobby, um, you and I talked about this yesterday. Sort of explain a little bit. LSU is doing this special teams coach by committee. You've been on staff where that has happened. And then it's you've been on staffs where special teams coach is the guy. So kind of explain a little bit about the, the good and the negative of having multiple coaches involved on the special team units. And uh, Coach April, like Mike was saying, you still got to have a top dog. I mean, uh, you, you can't have, to have too many chiefs. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, What's your opinion on that? Well, I, I do think you have to have somebody in charge, in charge of that particular deal. I, I would say this, though. When you divvy it up, when you divvy it up, you know, the six areas. Right. Uh, and I put the onside kick in the hands with the return and the kickoff team. Otherwise, you would have really, you know, eight areas. But when you divvy up the six areas, the head coach, and I'm, I would think Chip Kelly's going to do this, the head coach is that head honcho, and he is that chief because – he yeah. is the guy that's got to make them responsible. Look, I, I did I did it at USC and I did it at Arizona. I was a secondary coach. And I also had the punt return. Okay. And and I I will say, I, I just will guarantee you, I didn't want it to be this way because Larry Smith was a really good coach. And and he would make he would make you you know, he would make you responsible for that area as well. But so much of my focus, so much of my attention, so much of everything was on the secondary. I mean, I, you know, that's a big right. job in itself. And if I was going to have the, the, the pump return as well, I just didn't put as much time in that. I, I only had so many, I only had so many ways to slice the pie. Right. And, 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 and that's how really everybody thinks about special teams, unfortunately. Now, well, we, when I was yeah. when I was the co- when I was the special teams coach only, uh, man, my emphasis on the on the punt return was was tremendously accelerated over what it was when I was at USC. But you got to have the head coach making you accountable for that area, right. or it's not going to be very good because that guy that guy is going to be spending most of his working hours. Uh, on his area that he got hired for. Uh, so Chip Kelly has got to really, you know, he's got to really be, you know, a taskmaster on on making the guys or, or making them accountable for the right. results. Uh, now, he's also got to give them the players. You know, he's got, he can't be withholding really good players from a guy's area. Well, no, you have starters then, that are playing special teams now. That's the best formula. You know what? The best players are playing special teams also. Yeah, we, we saw Frank Beamer do that for uh, so many years no, at, uh, at Virginia Tech. Bobby, uh, we, we kind of short on time, but we want to thank you for coming on with us. We're going to get you back on, talk a little bit more about special teams. But thank you so much for your time tonight. Always a great source of knowledge on, on special teams and coaching at both the college and professional level. All right. Thanks, Coach April. Thank you, fellas. <laughs> All righty. All right, Bobby. The legendary Bobby April. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 